Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, Page Sound? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura. Tonight we have Christian Putalias. What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good? Welcome back. And Rodrigo Segura. What's up, bro? What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. We're ready. We're here. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, we, we don't have any guesses, all right? We don't have our our uh, boss tonight. We don't have Manny. We don't have Billy, which Billy has been MIA for a while, to be honest, but uh, in our show, at least. Um, man, it was, uh, it's been interesting since we last talked. We had a big old TED talk basically last episode regarding, you know, Nagamura being fired, his whole staff being fired, what the hell was happening with the Dynamo, the whole what are we doing movement was, you know, kind of get us thinking, right? I mean, whether mistakes by the GM, and I mean, there's still time to question the guy, but now we move into what is a really nice era, I mean, for the Dynamo in the sense of, you know, a, a guy that's been here for a long time. His name is Kenny Bundy. Uh, funny enough, we would always joke around how we were the only ones interviewing him half of the time. It was usually just me and uh, me and Christian pumping up for all the Dynamo those pregame matches. So, you know, Kenny is a guy that he was easy to talk to. You would ask or he is easy to talk to. Uh, you would ask him a, a question, a short question, and he'll develop a uh, thesis, uh, you know, to answer your question. And it's great. It's great to have that insight. So, guys, this is what we're going to talk about, right? So, um, since we've talked, there has been two games. Uh, Kansas Dynamo played Kansas City, and they ended up getting a 0-0 draw. And then, basically, on Tuesday night, we saw them play New England Revolution, you know, a revolution team that is trying to fight for their own playoffs. And we played a little bit of spoil, spoiling that by uh, beating them three to one. And we're going to not necessarily break all those or those two matches, you know, from start to beginning or start, start to end. Sorry. Um, but yeah, your thoughts, we'll start with Christian, you know, your thoughts on what you've seen. Uh, then this uh past two games, and I know you were actually at both games, right? I think you were at the booth on both games. I uh, I was only there for the uh, San uh, San Jose. God dang it, I can't yeah. even talk today, guys. Um, the sporting KC, but I saw it from the from the uh, supporter section, so it's a little different. Rodrigo, you probably saw it from TV, but anyways, let's start with you, Christian. Man, your thoughts on the matches, yeah? So the SKC uh, game. Actually, well, small, uh, not, I don't know if plug, but shout out to, uh, Cesar Procel and his show Encanchados, uh, that he does a radio show every day, I think Monday to Friday, 10 to 12 in the morning. Uh, but yeah, I was invited to do the, like the pregame show and I actually stayed for the whole game and the post game, uh, show on the radio there. So I was on the radio. And I was watching it, you know, with them in the booth. And that SKC SKC game was it was very interesting. I mean, you know, uh, zero zero. But I think the the guys kind of played. Uh, it was very even of a match. Uh, you know, com- you know when you talk about SKC, 
where they've been in the last few years, but obviously this year they haven't been as strong. Um, they were focused maybe a little bit on the U.S. Open Cup and making a run there. That they were they slacked on the on the regular season, and then whenever that happened, you know they try to come back to the regular season after they got eliminated. And it seems like it might be a little bit too late for them. Um, so it was it was an even game. I mean zero zero. I think it was a, a battle of like tactics and just kind of staying in the game till the last minute for both of the teams. Uh, but I mean the the DC United game. Um, I was kind of I was positive. I mean we all of us. You know, said we were gonna. You said New England gonna... Revolution. What did I say? DC United. United. Oh yeah, I don't know why. I, I confused right. both see, of them. See, whenever yeah. I make a mistake, someone jump in and like because <laughs> you know I, it's easy to make those mistakes. But go because they're both they're both black and red, and they both have like DC and NA NE. I don't know. I I I mix them up. Like New England Revolution is like three names, and then DC United. I don't know. But I went. But uh, yeah, New England Revolution, obviously, they were coming in, you know, like you said, with us trying to stay in the playoffs. I think right now they're sitting, what, in 10th place. So they really needed that win uh, because Atlanta just beat Orlando and Miami beat Columbus. So they kind of flipped over them. They actually would have been maybe above. Yeah, uh, I think they were playoff in line. place whenever yeah. they uh, they they were playing us. Yeah, you're right. Because right. I, I think right now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they would be. They will be in seventh place with a win, yeah, just because of the goal difference. So I mean, it was a it was a terrible loss for them, but I mean, it was a good play, you know, tactically. I think, uh, like you mentioned you know, before we started hit and record. I mean, it's the same exact team, but uh, whenever actually Cesar was uh, in, he interviewed the players after the game on the field, like literally right after the game, and something that it was different from them was that they seem happy <laughs> like which is weird because you know i'm not saying that they weren't happy with pablo but i think with kenny bundy they feel a little bit more comfortable maybe, maybe they don't feel the pressure of having an actual legit coach you know being that kenny bundy is just an interim uh, at the moment um so they seem happy at least fafa you know he probably has had had the best game of his of this year period you know with two goals and not only two goals but if you look at the SKC game is something that me and Cesar were talking about how, you know, our wingers basically, you know, quote unquote, they're shit. You know, uh, we, were, we were talking about not how they're shit because we didn't we didn't use those words. But, you know, that they, they weren't they weren't great and they didn't put the ball in the box for Seba. Right. And and this game, the SKC game and the DC as New England game, uh, Fafa made a, like he put a lot of crosses in like high crosses not low to the ground crosses and uh he was able to get into the box and take you know one one had a lot of one-on-ones that he actually said and he went into the box and tried to get those so he he looked very comfortable obviously uh Quintero starting I think maybe is a good move uh, obviously Quintero's not a 90 minute player but maybe he can make a difference in the beginning maybe not in the end I don't know it, it just depends uh, in my opinion, Thor had pretty good, solid games. And Baird, who I saw online that a lot of people were giving Baird a lot of praise. And I would like to say, calm down. He had an okay game. I think, I mean, he still didn't do anything, in my opinion. You know, nothing against the guy personally. But I don't think he he did as great as we thought he did, even though he did have like a good few good runs. But other than that, I don't think... 
he has completely changed everything. I, basically saying I still wouldn't keep him. But bueno, that's my those are my thoughts. But I think we we it was a great victory. A lot of back and forwards. I, I think a lot of things that we still have to twitch and tweak. Uh, not tweak, but tweak. Uh, for example, there was a four and one uh, attack. Literally four Dynamo players against one defender, and we couldn't we couldn't put that ball away. It's like those little things that if we would have lost, if we would have lost, you know, we st- we would be talking about those like that would be the main thing, right? But we won three one, so everybody kind of forgets about those things. And you know, Fafa missing, you know, under the literally next to the goal, Se- Sebastian or Sebastian, you know, also had a couple misses and just you know stuff like that that. If we would have lost, we would like be ranting and ranting and ranting. But because we won, they are the best players in the world. But I think we should be level-headed. And uh, we did play a good game. But, you know, I think there's still – we have stuff to, to fix as a team. But in summary, in summary, shit. We are <laughs> we're shit. We're so shit. <laughs> what, was that, what was that English song that when like they sing? They're like, they're like you know, I, I you didn't beat us. Yeah, we're, we're just shit. We should have started yeah. that chant, you know. It's uh, only five now. It's yeah. only five now. <laughs> yeah, basically. We lost we lost six zero. What were your mm-hmm. thoughts, Rodrigo? Yeah, so a little bit what Christian's saying. Um I honestly think sorry if you hear a squeaky toy because my freaking dog is going off. Or my wife yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, just I don't know. I the only improvement I've seen from, I guess, the Nagamura era to um, Kenny, it has been that we've actually used our wings a bit more or we've actually played better with the wings, even though it doesn't say much. But I think against New England uh, Revolution, we had about eight crosses, which I want to say that's probably a high of crossing in a game, especially against a team that's been competitive how New England has been. I think we only ended up getting two on target. So, you know, that still doesn't say much of like the reason we don't cross. And there were other opportunities that should have been crosses, but, you know, players were taking forever to make decisions with the ball and end up losing it. As like Christian said, that four on one um, should have been an early cross, low cross or whatever, try to, you know, put it in the back of the net, make it hopefully four one or and it could have been a lot more. But, yeah, I don't see a lot of positives other than players do look a little bit more relaxed and could be, as Christian mentioned. Because there's no playoffs, know, basically. There's no there's no playoffs. There's no more. We gotta, we're here for the coach. They all know they're going to get a new coach. And it's kind of like that substitute teacher that everybody kind of yeah. feels more relaxed when, when – um, the main teacher's not there, and they can do whatever they want. I feel like this is how this team is doing. I'm not saying they don't respect uh, Bundy. I'm just saying that they, they look a, a little bit, you know, more chill, I guess. But other than that, I feel like it's the same dynamo we've seen in the in the last few um, games. Yeah. And, um, yeah, to me, it all points that – we're just going to end up getting an experienced coach, and I think that's that's what this team needs. And hopefully uh, Bundy can stay with the team as the Houston Dynamo does, or, you know, because that would be great for him to learn under well, any coach that comes in. We'll touch a little bit on that because I think we need a deep, deep 
dig deep on that for sure. Well, what's up, Christian? What are you going to add? No, just a, a quick stat. Uh, there was, I think there was over 20 shots for the Dynamo. Uh, 21 shots. And five of them were inside the six. And eight of them were inside the 18. So that just to tell you, I mean, we, we did score three. And one of them actually was outside the box. Um, so I guess I don't think it should count as a shot. But it is what it is. So... And then, you know, Quintero was inside the six. But, you know, that's kind of to show you that, yes, we did score, and I want to be positive. But, you know, I just – I'm afraid to, like – I mean, we have to – as much as we want to see the positive and the greatness of actually we're moving forward, we, you know, we still have to be level-headed, I think, personally, and see – and kind of look at the the things that we did bad. Because, obviously, since we won, it's, it's a lot easier to look at the positive. And I want, I always want to do that. But also when you look at all the shots that we took from inside the box, you know, we should have had more, obviously you do have defenders and a goalkeeper. So, you know, not every shot is going to go in, but you know, it, it's basically to show that we could have done a lot better, but you know, quality of players and so-and-so, but, but I mean, great game overall, right? Yeah. <laughs> but positive. I, I feel like, yeah, in reality, we got to look at the aspect of yes. we do still have the same team that lost 16 mm-hmm. games. Yes. You know, yeah. if this was the new season and we start out like that, maybe we can see more positives, mm-hmm. be more optimistic. But at this point, yeah, like I said, we're still shit. Yeah, and I mean, you have to remember, <laughs> too, that, you know, you have Steve Clark doing some crazy saves. Yes. You know? yes. And, I mean, the guy has been playing outstanding. You know, at one point, a lot of people were questioning, you know, the way I kept – being you know realistic and saying he just had a kid man you know i've had a kid christian just has a newborn like it's not easy you know to to have that in your life as much as you want to take it away from your job right but it it kind of it definitely is something that lack of sleep and stuff like that definitely affects you and you know some of those mental errors are you know just the fatigue you know the mental fatigue the the aspect of, you know, lack of sleep. And now, you know, now it's been, I mean, I don't know how old his his daughter is, but I think it's more of like you're starting to see the old Clark, you know, the Clark that, that was doing a lot of, you know, good distribution, you know, having some great saves, having those acrobatic saves, obviously, and then a lot of help from the defense, right? I mean, in the, the last few games, we've seen um, Tim Parker be more, more of aggressive, more of a ball winner. Uh, same thing with Hadevi this, you know, last two matches. Um, he, he's been playing very well. So I think it's one of those that if we sit there and, you know, I challenge, you know, the listeners to look at the stats from just previous matches under Nagamura and you'll see how numbers are basically the same, right, for for the matches that we, we saw uh, with – uh, right now with Kenny and with um, Nagamura when he was in there. And so to me, the big difference is that Kenny is a guy that he knows his guys, you know, he was there in the bubble, right? He was there in 2020 when they were playing in Orlando. Like he's, he's uh, been around a lot of these guys for a while. And obviously even, you know, Academy players. And we already know like the relationships we'd have with players with those and, just coaching, you know, the U17, U19, and whatever academy teams he's had been able to coach. So 
there's there's a bigger relationship. He's a guy that, you know, they know. And the big thing is he's just a, a player's coach, you know. He's one of those guys that just speaks positive. I mean, we saw how he went in both games, right, the the 0-0 draw and the win against New England. It was the same Kenny. It was going to people, giving them hugs, kind of being encouraged or encouraging them on, you know, how well they played, how they left everything on the field. And that's something that we don't have. And I mean, it's something that we talked about players, right? I mean, we feel like there's a lot of players that really don't sweat the shirt with Houston in mind, if that makes sense. And there is a big disconnect because we don't have that. We don't have Houston players, right, playing right now for the team. You know, when you see, you know, other clubs and even, I mean, you could sit here and say, you know, uh, whether it be a, Boca Juniors and with their academy or Real Madrid with their academy or Barcelona with their academy, they're just something different. But just looking at the MLS period, you know, again, Sporting KC has a lot of guys that come through and, you know, go up their system. Seattle's another one. I mean, you have like, you know, teams like Philadelphia. There's quite a few uh, teams now that you can actually look at them and be like, wow, you know. New York Red Bull, you know, a lot of academies that that have that. And again, we don't have that. And it's easy to to lose uh, fate as fans because you don't, you know, you should be. We are a 15 year old club that you would think, hey, you know, this kid, I saw him when he was like playing for the U10s or U11s or whatever. And look at him now, you know, he's he's a. He's been with the first team for like two years or something like that. We don't we really don't have that. But that's the the thing with Kenny, right? So we joked around like, you know, how did the uh, grass smell to Kenny? You know, it, it's a lot of like just the passionate um words and passionate speeches that it's like you can tell that the guy is genuine. He's not doing it for himself. It's great that the team is winning. You know, obviously, he's not going to sit there and tell you that he isn't happy or ecstatic about, you know, the team playing well and this opportunity that he's getting because he's always going to, like, bring it back to the team because that's who he is. He's a, you know, team first mentality and pushing the players to kind of same thing with the those, right? Kind of play for each other. And that's one thing that we can't lose. You know, we need somebody like Kenny. Whether he's going to be the head coach, I doubt it. Because as much as I would like for him to be, we may end up running into the same circus that we ran into with Tav and with Paolo, right? Um, there's just going to be eventually a uh, a limit you hit. Now, people keep talking about maybe him becoming a first-team coach. Will that be beneficial? I think it depends on the coach that's coming in and whether even the, they click, right? And then going back to those, that probably be a good thing for him. But, I mean, we got to be honest, right? I mean, Nagamura was, what, 38 and got his first MLS coach? Kenny's almost – he's 42, I think 43. It's a little older. I think he, he's he been through all the ranks that he feels that, you know, I'm here, I belong in MLS or will belong as a first-team coach. So opportunities, I think, are going to come, right? I, I mean, we have to realistically see that there's going to be other teams in the MLS that don't or that need a coach or, you know, they're move away from um, a coach and they probably, they could pick them up. You know, they may reach out to him. There's also USL teams as well, but that's just kind of my, my rant on Kenny and super proud of him. I feel like this season, like that we've gotten to see 
him, you know, be with those and develop those guys. And, 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 oh, that's another thing I was going to mention before I finish. Just the, the, you know, whenever Nagamura was hired, a lot of it was, hey, you know, look at his record. It was awful, right? And, and that was a big thing. And so now that, you know, the front office was like, well, this is a big mistake. We need to move away. You know, we need to get somebody that is a winner and not necessarily has, you know, that MLS experience. But this is the big thing here. Houston, we've been losers for eight, nine years. So Kenny building this team to, you know, and Dynamo Dose making it to the playoffs doesn't mean anything, right? If you win the title, like it's not going to, it's not going to get added on to the Dynamo as much as it'd be great, right? But my point is he's building that winning mentality, you know, bringing it from the very core, just that culture of like, dude, we can win. It doesn't matter, you know, what, uh, age group you're in we need to win and and that's a good thing but yeah whoever wants to jump in you have any thoughts i'm gonna kind of quiet down go ahead rodrigo add add whatever you gotta add bro no i mean yeah like um i don't know why i'm thinking about this but talking about you know assistant coach interim coaches whatever you want to call them that have to step in the guy and I look at this just because I follow, obviously, um, Liverpool a lot, but their assistant coach, um, his name is Pep. I can't really, um, don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's like Linders, I want to say. It's like what L-I-J. Guardiola. No, no, no. Not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, like I, I saw him, obviously, you know, back in, I think, the Brendan Rodgers years. Before Klopp came along, he was there. Then he left to go do his own thing. I believe he went to back to his home country, which is the Netherlands, trying to promote a team. And I think they ended up losing in the playoffs, qualification, whatever it was. Anyways, he went back to Liverpool and now he's been there and he's been, you know, a great assistant coach. And I feel like that could be um, Kenny Bundy's role, you know, like stay with the Dynamo. He's been here for a while. You know, we can see him as an interim right now and see what he can do. If he wants to venture off, I think he can always go to another team and actually try to be the head coach there and maybe later come back and actually coach our team, you know, if he really likes this club. But I feel pushing him in this scenario of like, oh, he he didn't, you know, we'll see what happens. But if he doesn't lose any of this five games, three remaining, if he doesn't lose any of that, I think it's the wrong mentality. We're like, oh, well, you know, let's give him a shot because he might bring something. It's like, no, like I, you still got to spend that money. And I, I know people I've seen on social media or even, um, oh my God, I'm blanking out. Oh, Pat uh, mentioned like, yeah, we'll, we'll give him an interview or we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll consider him for an interview. It's like, no, I don't even think that's, um, that's, that should be an option. It should just be, you know, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for everything you're doing. We hope you continue with the club and let's just move on and help us find out maybe a coach you can work with or a coach that you would like to work with. Not, you know, or have you worked with in the past? That would be a good fit. Let me rephrase that. So something like that along those lines, I feel like, yes, he's done a great job so far. Ah. far as not allowing us to lose again. And see Astros over here getting mad. Like, yeah, you tell him. But <laughs> um, 
I, I feel like, yeah, let's just move on and get a new coach and hopefully comes right after, you know, the group stages of the World Cup. <laughs> By the way, you pronounce it Pepe Lagers. I just looked it up. I got nerdy. Go. I checked out the pronunciation. It's spelled really, really weird, so I yeah. don't even know how they got that. But By okay. the way, he does. He just released a book called Intensity. <laughs> I guess cheap plug here. But maybe we should get that to um, the Dynamo to read, you know. <laughs> to, to whoever gets hired, you get a book with your hiring. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and the club, it's, you know, like the true the roster players. Because apparently, you know, going to Nagamura for a while, it was we're lacking intensity. And, you know, maybe they can learn yeah. a thing or two. It, it's, it's such an interesting, like, period that we see ourselves in because – I mean, I keep hearing it from uh, from Daniel, who is the the play by play for Tudene on the radio. Um, he mentioned like a gazillion times how Nagamura is the first coach that doesn't finish a season, like he doesn't finish a full season for this Dynamo. Which you know, honestly, is not surprising. I mean, uh, I think all of us, you know, were surprised that he he didn't at least get to finish it. Which you know, it's it's kind of unfair in a way. Yeah, I mean, of, there's a lot of reasons, right? I mean, we yeah. can sit here and be like, he deserves another, like a longer. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. And then going kind of on the same train of thought of, of what Rodrigo was saying. I mean, I think it would be unfair for Kenny Bundy to be the the head coach, not because he's not capable. Of, I think he he is more than capable, but I don't think he has a. I mean, I don't know what kind of moves they're gonna they're going to do for the next year, but I don't think the roster that he has. I mean, as much as Pat, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like because you know the 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 problem between Pat and Naga, where that Nagamura said that he didn't have a team to compete, and then Pat said that he had a team to compete at least for the seventh place in the in the playoffs, right? So I think there was a big disconnect there. That obviously Panag, I mean, honestly, on that, I'm with Nagamura, honestly. The the fact that I don't think we have a, a team good enough to compete for that seventh place. And and that's and, the thing. People are going to always punch that because there is flashes like it was against LAFC. Yeah. There's flashes like in New England. It's not consistent enough. Yeah, exactly. LA exactly. Yeah. And you don't have the depth for, you don't have the depth for you to compete week, week, like weekly and at a high level. You know, because you you always gonna need depth, right? But I mean, obviously those games are are one off. I mean, you know, you you come in, and and you obviously have a good game because you're playing against a great rival. But what about you know when you play Colorado? What about when you play Vancouver? What about when you play like you know Real Salt Lake? Those teams that are not shining in stars. Those those teams that are not gonna get you a prime time game where you want to show off for you know. For your career, for the future, or whatever it may be, because we, I mean, we all know we all played that, and when we see uh, a, like a bigger name, you know, when you're like, oh, you know, we're gonna be playing, I don't know, the number one ranked team or whatever you were playing at, you're like that. This is gonna be my best game ever because you know, you know, f those guys, you know, we're we're gonna beat them because no matter how how much we suck, you know, we're gonna have to try our hardest against this team, and I think that's what the Dynamo did at one point in time. No matter the, the coaching. I mean, and we still, we, we did also, you know, question a lot of Nagamura's, uh, you know, activities in a way of, of like, you know, when, when the substitutions would come in, would he wait too long? Would he start 
players that we didn't see consistent. Obviously, we're not there day to day. Honestly, you know, to this day, when I see Barrett in the starting 11, I, I still have a big question mark in my head. But I mean, I'm not there. You know, if Kenny's Bundy keeps starting him. You know, Nagamura basically started him almost every almost every game, not all the games, but you know, um, he's been a consistent starter. And and it's crazy because on the field, he's not a consistent player. You know, sometimes you forget. And, and I always pick him Baird, and and I feel bad because he seems like such a nice dude. But you know, it it just has to be told. You know, Fafa at least, you know, he kind of has a trajectory where he starts. Like he has slumps, but you know he can give you he can be dangerous. You know, he he can he tries, you know, he busts his ass. Um Quintero, the the thing about Quintero is that he's different. You know, he he's so good with the ball at his feet, you know, mentally, and he's he's a way above a lot of the players that we have. You know, Coco is it's a freaking beast. You know, he sees the game so complete, you know, so different. And obviously, we're not gonna touch on Hector Herrera because he's obviously Different, you know, in the way that he sees the game. Obviously, the whole European experience. Be- before but, you keep going, yeah, man, yes. dude, Coco has just looked extremely good, man. I mean, we know that he's very, you know, has a soft touch, uh, good vision, good range uh, when it comes to his passing. But, you know, especially since Acha Acha has been out injured, this guy has just taken over that midfield. Um, I think he def- he's still, like, we, you know, Spoken about getting a crucial like um, defensive midfielder, and yeah. I think it's still something that is a need. But Coco man looks so good, and and it was definitely a good signing to keep him, you know, for for a little oh, longer yeah. and build around them. But whenever uh, you were talking just about Acha Acha, and it kind of goes with Kenny, it would be unfair for Kenny mm-hmm. and for like to be or to have you know players like Acha Acha, like those players that are. You know, big name players that have gone through big coaching, you know, or coaches, whether, you know, and pretty much every team he's played has been good coaching. So, you know, when once you start getting into, you know, teams that have are spending money on this, you know, crucial players, I think you need coaching to match it. And it'd be easy to get on a slump, get on a losing streak. Again, you know, if Kenny, whoever it is on the, you know, well, in this case, we're talking Kenny. So if Kenny would get the job and then you get a quick, you know, five game losing streak, you know, could you lose the the team, you know, or the locker pretty quickly? I think so, because it's that experience, right? I think there's just so much that you can do as a motivational speaker, per se, like to get the people involved and get them hyped up. But if the results are coming, you know, that's, that's basically the what happened to Nagamura. So Nagamura said that a competitive team, he would have a competitive team in like three to four more windows, right? So imagine if we think Kenny Bundy is good right now, if he's a good coach right now with the players that we have right now, imagine how good Kenny Bundy would be with a very competitive, well, not very, but, but a competitive team in, in one or two years from now. Like that's when I would like to see you know, Kenny Bundy, at least in, I don't know if they're in the MLS, but at least in the Dynamo, you know, I, I, obviously we're not going to say that we don't want Kenny to, to find a job in the MLS. Cause I mean, no. at the end of the day, that's, that's his dream, you know, to, to, well, I don't know if it's his dream to coach in the MLS, maybe in like yeah, I think the it, Champions I think League. That's but, his thing, man. You know, but, uh, 
He wants to be at the highest level everywhere he goes. That's just a competitive mindset of, of a human being that has been competitive his whole life, right? But imagine Kenny Bundy, if we think he, Kenny Bundy is good right now with the roster that we have, imagine Kenny Bundy fighting with the, with the Houston Dynamo in two years from now. I, th- I say, we keep him, stay in the system, you know, continue to build players, continue to, you know, feed players through the system. And and build something there, you know, a winning culture with those guys, and then have those young guys then come up and you know build something like that in the first team. And then you know, if if you know, God willing, you get the opportunity, you know, in the MLS, and you have a good roster, you have depth, you know, you created a whole system that you know of, you know, in the in the in the younger level, and and then you can have you know especially with the backing of Ted Siegel i mean he's just been spending money everywhere and the dude is not afraid to make big decisions you know and i think that's what Kenny Bundy needs you know somebody to back him and i think he's smart enough he, i mean we were talking let me tell you this one thing before you know i forget but uh, versus uh SKC he talked about and me and Dustin discussed this after the 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 press conference but Kenny Bundy was talking about how the team, no matter how good Quintero is as a player, you have to get the ball to Quintero facing forward and not facing backwards. And it's and it's so simple. But like Kenny Bundy, I, you know, he mentioned it. But and 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 you can kind of read over that and not really pay attention to it. But if you really think about, you know, those little details, you know, it changes the game so much. Imagine, you know, because. Soccer is like it's about time, time and space, right? So if you have space, you have time. If you have time, you have more time to think. If you have more time to think, you become more dangerous. You become more dangerous. Obviously, you have more uh, goal opportunities. You have more opportunities. You score more goals. You score more goals. You win, right? So that's the the transition. And obviously, we know oh, that. I don't have to say that. Batman, that was pretty good. Hey, thanks, mate. I didn't write that down, but that that's I mean that's soccer, right? It's space and time. I actually heard that from Xavi that he won his masterclass thing on YouTube. So it's pretty good. Go listen to it. But he talks about how, you know, Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, you give Messi literally a one second of a difference of time and space, he wrecks your whole team. But if you're on top of Messi, he can't. He can't, he can't turn around. Imagine giving the ball Messi looking forward or and then versus imagine getting the ball to Messi facing backwards towards his goal. I mean, he has to turn, he has to then analyze, you know, the situation or whatever it may be, and then attack. And that's the same thing, because Quintero, it's going to sound kind of bad, but Quintero's like Messi, he plays like Messi, but obviously a lot slower and a lot different, you know, because Messi's Messi. But he has those qualities. I mean, he's a very good player. As much as I, you know, I always said that I don't like him as a player, um, I'm not going to, you know, not say that he's really good he's a good player i mean he is probably our second best player i think coco is our best player in, in our team um but it but like those little details that kenny bundy is able to like tell you you know let you know and also he not only said that but he was like not only we have to get to the ball to quintero with him facing forward but also as soon as we give him the ball the two wingers, Fafa, Baird, or whoever it may be that's making the run, they already have to be running before he gets the ball to his feet because they know that once he gets the ball, he's going to be able to distribute. And and that's like thinking so much ahead and thinking about it like, 
you know, if you love soccer, if you love the game, and if you love like breaking down tactics and, you know, watching videos of like, you know, the inverted W and, and all these things that, you know, zone 14, I didn't even know that existed, honestly, till like a month ago, and, you know, the whole zones and stuff like that. But like, if you're a nerd in that way, and if you see soccer and, you know, in the tactical sense, like those are the things that makes you want to like love Kenny Bundy. Right. And, and want the success. And then also you have the, the grass smelling part of Kenny Bundy, you know, like, we know going to the guys and what kind of grass, the corkiness of it for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like, you know, but is that motivation? It's like, you know, what does that smell like? Fucking success, you know, like giving, putting that fire into the players and letting them know, like, you know, I'm here for you. I'm going to fight for you. And he says that, you know, he he told his staff, you know, we are here to make our players better. Like, basically, fuck your feelings type thing, you know? Well, full MAGA. But fuck <laughs> your feelings, you know. Well, with, you with know, all that soccer. being said, and Rodrigo, I want you to, like, you know. You, you, Sorry for the rant. Yeah. You've been uh, not, what's it called, short on words today. But uh, what I was going to say is just. We back, know, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if, if. Kenny does like if they you know if Kenny wins the next three games so it looks really well and they give him the head coaching job I think we're all like super happy and ecstatic about it I think we're not gonna be against it because that's at the end of the day who they picked and you know if it's Kenny there's no better person but again there's there's levels to that but Rodrigo yeah the only thing with that and I would be to an extent content if they did give him the job it's like what pat said coming into the season there was a lot of contract issues that they couldn't really just get rid of so this next coming window you know some um i'm like what are we winter transfer i guess <laughs> spring whatever you want to call it walk up season bro that's what it is right i was gonna say summer like wait no the world cup hasn't yeah but anyway you know, th- there's going to be a lot of contract negotiations, a lot of, like we've talked about in the past, dead weight to move away from and then bring in new faces that are actually going to fit into whoever the the head coach is going to be. And as we have seen prior to the Nagamura hiring, there was already pieces being moved that a coach, head coach technically didn't approve until after the fact. Maybe it was mentioned to Nagamura about Ferreira, but overall, I feel like we're still going to have to make moves before this head coach gets announced. Because to me, it sounds like they are barely starting to look or not even look, just barely starting to do potential maybe interviews of who could be a good candidate. I'm sure they have a list of like we all do of like, hey, you should maybe look into this guy. But I'm probably 90% sure they haven't even picked up the phone. If they were use Kenny as like a consultant and be like, you know, I see this, this guy can do good. This guy can do good. And you can pick up this other guy, drop this other guy and have it ready for a coach. That'd be honestly a good scenario as well. Because if that coach fails, then Kenny can come back in and, you know, take over as well, you know, to an extent. Right. I mean, cause you're building. Again, apart from just building a winning team, you definitely want to, you know, push that just winning mentality. Period. Right? I think, um, I, I, you know, we've talked about this, maybe not in this show, but like I'm a big Chivas fan, right? And uh, grew up a Chivas fan. 
But Netflix has a really good documentary on Club America. Now, if you guys haven't watched it, you know, watch it because they just talk about the mentality, right? America used to be like this, their mass, they used to be called like cremas and they were like canaries as well. To the point they're like, no, like we kind of, this mentality has to go away. Like we're better than this. We have to create higher standards. So that's why they became Aguilas, you know, the Eagles. Um, They just had this, uh, they they always mentioned how great they were before they were great, if that makes sense. Like they were always pushing the envelope of, you know, having um the mentality of winning everything, right? And it took them a while to get there. You know, they're definitely, they, they have uh, the most trophies by one over Chivas. But if looking at this documentary just gives me the idea that Obviously, it takes time. That's one thing, right? It wasn't. It wasn't in night and day. It went from the '60s all the way to like the '90s before this change. So it was 30 years. Hopefully, it doesn't take that long because I probably won't be alive to see the Dynamo like become that great, right? But um, but the point is just the mentality change, right? It was basically like we want to be like Real Madrid of you know North America. So how how do we get there? And a lot of it, you know, results definitely come, but it's just the the way you approach the game, the uh, creating a good academy, creating those Cuauhtémoc Blancos, those, you know, Memo Ochoas, those players that can come in and then you can move them, obviously, to, you know, to make some money uh, moving them to Europe or other clubs. But you really have to, like, dig deep and having, a, again, a coach like Kenny involved in some kind of aspect of the building, it's, I think, a no-brainer. I want to Chivas, no? No. Um yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. I like Kenny, but I wouldn't like him right now. I would like I would like him two years from now. I, 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 that's all I gotta say with yeah, I, with, I, with that. To me, a big <laughs> a big why is because I wanna see you know Pan Austin make the, the right decisions. Like if he's not yeah. the guy to make those decisions, then maybe mm-hmm. it is something. You know, it, it may be, you know. We don't want a Matt Jordan for seven I, yeah. years. Like we want somebody that it's willing to like. It looks like we're going somewhere because you started a project. You sold us the fact that you know Nagamura was this coach that they needed time because he had no experience, but he had a lot of MLS experience, no head coaching experience. Hard, but um, but then you cut him loose without even finishing a year, and we don't know what the project was going to look like. So I think there's a lot of questions in that. You know, whether it be for Pat or for Asher. Um, there's definitely a lot of like unknown and I'll rather if they tend to make another mistake, don't ruin Kenny, man. Like don't, don't ruin him right now. Yeah. That's why I don't want him now. Cause I don't want, I don't want him to get hurt. <laughs> I don't, I don't want his feelings to get hurt. That That's, that's all I got. We're used to, we're used to the pain for sure as Dynamo. Yeah. That's like, why I don't want other people to get hurt. Kenny, especially Kenny's too good, like man. You you gotta take care of these people, man. You you really do. I mean, the guy has been with the club with how long and has suffered, you know, how long that you want to take care of those people that gave so much to you. I mean, you know, in a, in a way, because well, we still, I mean, we still have to see because he was part of uh, the whole. I mean, I'm sure it, we, we can't just blame him, but I mean, the whole academy system is it, it was broken. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I mean, I don't know how much he was. Uh, Part of that, I mean, it's 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 easy to say, you know, to throw throw names out there, but I mean, you know, I don't know the the you guys can help me with the expression, pero 
deja mucho que desear the whole you know youth experience the whole youth uh development yeah I and i mean that that's again something that we can definitely push on but we'll, we'll move towards the end of this episode just yeah. to talk about the lafc right the the dynamo be playing lafc what is it saturday is that saturday the Shout 18th i i don't know my dates yeah no, next weekend sunday. it's sunday the 17th no 17th not the 18th it's sunday They oh, play, so, oh yeah because they play after yes. those yeah so one thing those plays are final match uh it's, it's gonna be a great great uh yeah. experience venue then they're gonna have like a uh a huge uh pre-game uh what is it called tailgate i guess and there's probably gonna be a lot of uh front office people so i just want to mention we have actually three pairs of tickets that i'm gonna be giving away you don't yeah. have to do anything crazy We will just send them to you. I'll put a thing on Instagram. Um, so yeah, <laughs> no moose stuff. For sure. <laughs> But um, and if you're a Family Guy fan, you probably get that joke. But um, yeah. So I'll put something on Instagram hopefully tomorrow. And uh, basically, I'm gonna make it. You know, first three people to reach out get you know a pair of tickets. And as long as you give us a shout out when you go to the game, you know that that's good enough for us, man. You have to take a picture of me because I'm going. I'm taking my son. Oh, you're going? Okay, yeah. So the take Find a picture me. and tag no, us, and, and look for Christian. <laughs> tag him. Tag his kid. You know, don't slap the kid. <laughs> I don't mean that. Don't tag him like that. You can slap the dad, but not the kid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, honestly, I'm I'm probably gonna be there as well. Um, hey. So yeah, you can look for us. Find us. Yeah, you know, help us grow the Dynamo Theory community. Uh, that's what we're trying to do with the podcast. But guys, just real quick, just um, what do you guys think the LAFC match is going to bring for Houston and for uh, Kenny? Whoever wants to go first Rodrigo. with your predictions ahead, stuff, let's go. So I actually was at the Dallas LAFC Ooh. game this past weekend. And I gotta say, the ref ruined the game. I honestly still haven't gone back and looked at what supposedly was a red card, but the red card came in the first ten minutes of the game, and then uh, the player that I think our boss man keeps talking about, um, what's his name, Blessing Lat Latif or whatever, however you pronounce it, um, he got subbed out. Obviously, you can tell that he was not happy with the sub because he's barely got into play. Um, much this season with all the new signings. Anyways, apart from that, they still don't look great. Yes, 80 minutes of the game, there were men down. They were able to score at halftime, and then they kind of pulled the dynamo because in the last 10 minutes, they got scored two goals, ended up losing 2-1. And then after that, they played Minnesota midweek. But they haven't looked great. I mean, maybe it's because yeah. they have a lot of stars. Maybe it's just because... Maybe you know, Bell's and even getting and like... it's funny because we were watching them get on the bus, and funny thing, nobody came close to us to even say hi. You know, as as the whole basically Dallas fan area were screaming, chanting their names, everybody just kind of waved and went in the bus. But I don't know if this has anything to do with team chemistry. But Carlos Vela was back at the bus, you know, cool kid. Bell sat in the middle, and then. Chiellini was somewhere in the front. So, like, between them, you know, you would think that it would happen a little bit. It's just after the game, you're tired, you don't want to talk to anyone. But I would feel like maybe you want to be a little bit closer just to, I don't know, feel more like friends. <laughs> But then on the field, who knows? Um, you know, it's 
it's a business, it's their job. But overall, I think, you know, Dynamo has a pretty good shot at just taking some points away from them over there and making Bundy look a little bit better to everybody else. <laughs> uh, me personally, I think, well, it's going to be a tough match, of course. I mean, LAFC, they're already qualified to the playoffs. And they're going to they're gonna have their away uh, bye game, sorry. Uh, I don't know if they're going to – well, I mean, they're pretty – they're only two points away from Philadelphia, so obviously I think they still want to fight for that uh, supporter shield. Uh, they're going to be at home, so it's going to be rough. Um, I think these kids – well, these kids. Well, kind of. Most of the Dynamo team is younger than me. So, yeah, these kids are going to fight. Uh, I don't think they're going to come out with a win, but I don't think they're going to lose. Therefore, it's going to be a tie. I think it's going to be um, – I'm kind of like struggling wow. between a 1-1 and a 2-2. Two, two. That's how that happens? <laughs> yes. You don't win, you don't, you don't win lose. Tie. I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. Fuck it. Yeah. Damn, somebody told that to the Texans. Well, if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> right? If it makes you feel any better, the the LAFC, uh, the LAFC, LAFC has only won one game in their last six games. So that's kind of crazy. So, you know, they're not in the best form. They start out really great. They they uh, qualify for the playoffs, like, with, like, what, 10, 12 weeks left of the season. But they've kind of hit a run now. And uh, But I don't know, man. You know, LAFC always plays good at home. I don't think they've lost that many home matches. So I, as much as I want to get or hope that they get the tie, I think, I think they're going to win. Probably I'm going to go with 2-1. Uh, so Dynamo are gonna take an L. Uh, again, LAFC not easy. That whole what is it? What is their crowd name? I forget. Thirty-two fifty-two. Thirty-two fifty. I don't know. It should as Manny, oh. the person that is an LAFC fan in the, our Dynamo Theory uh, group chat. But with ah. all that being said, uh, Christian, <laughs> if you can tell the people how they can. Hello, man. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you can hit us up at Dynamo Theory. On Instagram and Twitter, you can just go to the website, dynamotheory.com, or you can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3 and then Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01 because he's a goalkeeper and he was 01. Uh, and then you can find me at Chris Putalias. Uh, you can hit us up always, like I said, Dynamo Theory at Dynamo Theory on Instagram and Twitters. And dynamotheory.com. I'm getting ready for my radio. <laughs> Whenever they're like, hey, you're hired. Yeah, bro. I had two weeks, two weeks in a in a row that I was on the radio. Shout out to me. Wait, you were on it yesterday too? <laughs> yeah, dude. I did post match. You didn't say nothing. I would have listened. Yeah, I know. It's kind of hard. I I get scared, <laughs> so I don't tell people. Tengo miedo. <laughs> Rodrigo, if you want to go ahead and close it out, man. All right, and again, thank you, some fans, for listening, and remember to. Always hold it down and keep it forever orange. Shout out to Maria Sanchez.